from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You guys jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. William is going to start this hour off in Dallas, Texas. Hi, William. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Better than I deserve, man. What's up? Uh, yeah, I got a question about a prenup. Um, I've listened to a lot of your clips. Uh, some of them kind of applied. Some of them didn't. But uh, basically, there's a. I own a business and have done well. Um, I own some properties. And there's a, definitely a, a, a large gap between uh, me and my fiance. What's your net worth? Uh, net worth... Um, Property values are probably like 1.4. Um, only have 230 in debt on those, um, and then in cash, I probably got like 750. What's your business worth? Uh, seven mil. Okay. So you're a 10 million dollar guy, and uh, she has a more traditional, normal net worth. She's not a freak like you. I guess not, no. You're a good freak, though. I like you, <laughs> so it's good. You're, you're the right kind of freak, man, I'm just saying. All right. Right on. Yes, I would I would get a prenup. Okay. okay. I don't believe in prenups. I right. tell 99% of the people not to get them. The only time in 30 years of coaching that I've run into a situation where I wished someone had had a prenup was where there was a vast disparity between the two people getting married and 99% of the time, the problem doesn't end up being with the two people. It's not your mm -hmm. fiance. It's weird dadgum people in her family that come mm -hmm. out of the woodwork and screw up everything. And if she can just hold up the hand and go, Nope, can't, I got to bring up. I don't have, I got nothing to say about that. I got nothing. Mm -hmm. Cause all of a sudden they're like, little Jojo married William. Yeah. Let's go visit. You know, I mean, this is what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And yeah. that's, uh, and, and, and bless your heart. Your fiance didn't see it coming because she did not think crazy was going to manifest itself that way in her extended friends or family. And so that, and it ends up screwing up your all's relationship. The prenup actually assists the relationship in this case. Mm -hmm. So, but for everyone else, I just say, no, if you have to have a prenup to protect, protect your $4, then you don't need to get married. Correct. Now, what happens um, if, uh, you know, your fiance, your girlfriend, what does she think about it? So that, that's an issue. Um, you know, she thinks that I, you know, quote, unquote, love my money more than her. Um, she's not thrilled, or at least at the beginning wasn't thrilled. And so um, I basically, you know, because in Texas, you're, you know, everything is common you know, mm -hmm. property once you get married. Mm -hmm. And so then it all gets split. Um, so I had pretty much what I had structured was, you know, separating everything and then maybe giving her like for every year we're married. If we were to anything were to happen, you know, she would get a certain amount per year, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess my next question would be, I, I would not do that. Um, and I would explain to her, that this is uh, as much for her benefit as is yours because of what I just described a few minutes ago. This okay. gives her, this releases her. Anyone, no one of your friends are going to be suspicious that she married 
a gold digger. None mm. of your family is going to think that she has bad motives. This helps her. Mm-hmm. And if you want to restructure or do away with the prenup at any point in your life, you can do that. Okay. You can just go back into the attorney. The two of you sit down and go, you know what? I'm going to release $5 million over here. But right. if you do a, a set thing on the number of years, the, the, the year that that kicks in will, will actually accidentally coincide to the roughest year in your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you will have that roughest year. You know that. So, I mean, wh- right. why complicate it? Yeah, true. Yeah, and you can go in and change it any time. But I don't. I, I I think I like her being beyond suspicion with all of your friends and relatives, for that matter, her friends, and she also gets to hold up the hand to her crazies that come along, mm-hmm. and go look. It's William stuff. But but and then the, now having put the prenup in place, that's the legal move. Then I would begin to run the relationship as if you own it all together. That's the key right there. I think that's the key that makes it all mm-hmm. all good. <laughs> so in other words, I, if I were you, I'm going to talk to my wife before I make a big business move. Mm-hmm. So that she's included. This Absolutely. is not yeah. just, hey, this well, is all my mountain over here. You have no access. You, you have no. You don't, get to, you don't get to speak about this. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. We're saying right. if, this, if this whole thing hits the wall, you don't get any of this. Mm-hmm. That's all we're saying. But that's different than you don't get to speak over it because mm-hmm. you want her to speak over it. Proverbs yeah, 31 absolutely. is who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her and he will have no lack of gain. I have made more money and built more wealth while listening carefully to my wife who has a home ec degree <laughs> and unbelievable hillbilly wisdom. Now let's ask, uh, let me ask another question on your behalf. So your business is worth 7 million now. The prenup is only covering the current value. No, Let's, it would cover it would cover the ownership of the business. Period. Period. Regardless of what it becomes. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's the way I would build it. You can you can word right. it that way. You don't have to put a dollar amount on it. That's interesting though, because if they get married and now she's speaking into the business, the business is growing, and she still is not. That she's I'm not going like to lie. That's a tough one for I mean, me. Uh, okay, let me tell you. <laughs> she is completely. I'll help you. She's completely benefiting. Mm-hmm. If this business is worth $14 million later instead of $7 million, she's going to be eating right, off that's that right. table. That is right. She gets to fly in that airplane. But if something happens, even the growth is no longer well, up for yeah, yeah. But, debate. And, but again, he can go back and rechange that later. He can. And oh, uh, so if, he, if he looked up and said, look, the reason this business went from $7 million to $25 million is uh, she has really contributed, yeah. then you can just remove some of the prenup. That is true. That is true. That's true. Now, I'm going to run it. As I'm going to run your relationship and your household and all of your business decisions as if she was there when it all began. Yeah. And this is my child bride wife that we got married when we were whatever. <laughs> Don't say little, child little baby ch- children. <laughs> I mean, like Sharon and I got married at 22. We were like yeah, baby children. That's Sam and okay? I too. Yeah. And so we were little children's children. So we got, <laughs> you know, we were both dumber than a rock. And so we grew the whole thing, crashed it, and then grew another yeah. one together. Yeah, and, and right. So, so there's no question about that. Yeah. She, she owns it. Matter of fact, she technically owns most of it. So, <laughs> but the uh, uh, but the the uh, the, uh, the, the point being, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna run the relationship in a way that you don't lord over her mm-hmm. assets or income. She completely participates in those, and so we have an income mm-hmm. from 
our business unless we're divorced. And then it's not. And then our your boy business. gets it. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, it's it. It only Tur- turkey it, toenails. The cleanup only comes up <laughs> if there's a problem, right? Yeah. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs. And it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. The Ramsey Show Question of the Day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services for over 40 years. Neighborly has an exclusive network of trained local service providers backed by the Neighborly Done Right promise. So, if it's not done right, Neighborly will make it right. It's a great company. Visit Neighborly.com today to learn more. All right, today's question comes from Jeremy in Colorado. I'm a big fan of your show and love the videos. I'm married and we have a one-year-old daughter. I've been renting, but I'm contemplating purchasing a house. My gross base salary is $243,000. Take-home pay after 401k and insurance is $11,000 a month. We are paying $2,200 in rent. So my question is, how do we know when we're ready to buy a house and how much money do I need to buy? I'm thinking, I'm trying to think through the down payment and the mortgage payments, but I know there are other expenses during the buying process and monthly that I'm not thinking through and I want to be prepared. Um, great question, Jeremy. So when it comes to owning a home and buying a home, we always tell people to be completely debt-free and to have three to six months of expenses saved in the bank. And then you're going to move on to what's called baby step 3B. So what you're going to do, Jeremy, is figure out, okay, we're going to try to get at least a 5% down payment, ideally more than that. 20% would be incredible because you could avoid PMI and other types of insurance and these fees that you were asking about later. Uh, but we would recommend at least you know, 5-10% down and your monthly mortgage payment being no more than 25% of your take-home pay. So it'll be kind of around what you're paying for your rent right now, honestly, is what it'll end up being. Uh, well, no, because the your take he says take-home pay is 11000 after 401k and insurance. 25% of your take-home pay, not counting 401k and insurance. It's just after tax take-home Oh, after pay. tax. That's true. Yes, yeah, yes, and you're yes, making 243000 That's 20000 bucks a month. So your take home pay is not eleven thousand. You know your take home pay. You're, you're counting four hundred one k insurance out of that. Out, after taxes, it's nowhere near eleven thousand. It's probably more like fifteen. And so a fourth of your take home pay, not counting insurance and taxes, with a properly withheld tax amount. All we want to take out is taxes. Okay, and then twenty five percent of yeah. that number. So you make a lot of money. You're going to be fine. Uh, you, you know, you need to decide if you want to stop your four hundred one k temporarily to be able to save even more and build that down payment payment up. But uh, that's baby step 3B. It's okay to stop that for a little bit. But that 25% take-home pay formula, though, does include like HOA fees, insurance, all of that. 
Yeah, it's your within pa- that. principal interest taxes insurance and HOA. Okay. Um, and because that's the cost of owning the house, uh, it, not your electric bill, not your water bill, that kind of stuff. And so, uh, but it's just what we're trying to do is not have you be house poor where your house payment is a huge percentage of your take home pay. But in your case, you probably can go to a three to a four thousand dollar house payment without any trouble. Uh, you're going to be right in, you're still going to be right in there, and um, probably four, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe between 3500 and four but somewhere right in there and that's on a 15-year fixed rate with as big a down payment as you can scrape up before you make the purchase now we've got a great blog on real estate how much money do i need to buy a house and it's in great detail some of the stuff we just covered uh at ramseysolutions.com we will put the link in the show notes uh, for those of you on podcast and in the description for those of you on YouTube. And so you'll be able to uh, pull that link up on, and, and reiterate, well, you know, are, am I ready to buy a house? Because everyone's running around right now like a chicken with their head cut off. If you don't know what that is, you'll learn it from your country grandmother. But if everybody's running around like crazy right now thinking, I got to buy a house, 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 got to buy a house. If I don't buy a house, if I don't buy a house, okay. You know, it's always been that way. I've been doing this show for 30 years. There's always been people with house fever and they lose their minds and they go with a big old debt. They got big old car payment. They got student loans coming out their ears and then they go buy a house and they're broke and they can't figure out why the purchase of a home was not a blessing. It's because you bought a house when you're broke. That's why, you know, you shouldn't do that. So we are, you know, Ramsey, you're just too conservative. No, we just are using some freaking common sense. A little bit of restraint in a culture where no one ever tells anyone no for anything. No, you shouldn't buy a house. You're broke. Get yourself where you ain't broke, and then you buy a house, and then it won't be harmful to you. It'll be a blessing. It doesn't affect me. I don't care if you do it or not. But if you're asking me how I can be a blessing to you, how I can make your life better, we're here to tell you that. And that's what we've done. How much money do I need to buy a house? It's a great blog at RamseySolutions.com in the show notes or in the description on YouTube. Don't miss that. And, Jeremy, you ought to go read that, too. That'll get him there. Amen. (laughs) Tyler's in Eugene, Oregon. Hey, Tyler, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, my, so I have an electric, I'm an electrical contractor and my truck just busted on a job and the truck's been giving me problems for a very long time. seems like every two years I'm dumping five grand into it to do head gaskets or trannies or whatever. And I just did it again. And I'm just wondering if I should just fix it or bite the bullet and go get a new truck. Uh, depends on what kind of bullet you're biting. Have you getting money? Yeah, I got enough to pay for, but it, it tightens it up. Pay for how, how, how expensive a truck are you going to buy? Uh, I'm looking at seventy grand. Okay, because you just spent five. Well, no, this truck keeps giving me problems. I know, and I I don't I have no other means for. I understand I work truck. I understand. I'm, but I'm just suggesting, right. sir, that you're overreacting. Maybe you need a new but, truck, but I don't think you need a seventy thousand dollar new truck. How much do you make, Tyler, a year? Uh, after taxes, about uh, it varies, but my last year was like one hundred and ten. Yeah. What do you wire? Houses or commercial buildings? What? Everything, but in this area, it's just mostly houses. Yeah. 
So not a single person's ever hired you to hire wire a house based on the truck you drove. No, no. yeah. They all yeah, they cared was you showed up and plugged stuff in where it worked. Now the showing up part, I'm with you on, brother. Okay, I, I think your truck's laid down. I think it's time to get rid of it. But you don't need a seventy thousand dollar truck. That's construction site bullcrap. Let me tell you who the broke people are on the construction site. The people with no trucks. You want to know who the no, rich I people mean, are on the construction site? The people with old trucks. So it's still worth it to get a used truck, just yes. drive it until it beats, starts falling apart and get rid of it and get another exactly. used truck? Exactly. Because you know what that $70,000 truck's going to be? Backed into with the guy's skid steer the first week you own it. Yeah, yeah. You've seen it happen. Okay. I have, too. I grew up in construction, man. I didn't make this stuff okay. up. It's I've been there. I've been standing on the site when this happened. So now get you a, you know, the truck you got is probably worth five grand. It's probably a piece of crap, right? I could sell it for 20 still. Really? Decent truck. Yeah. It's, it's still, it, it's like a collector's type truck. It wasn't supposed to be a work truck, but it turned into. Oh, okay. But a $20,000 work truck is an excellent truck compared to what you have right now. As far as reliability, wouldn't you agree with me? Yeah. It's just used cars scare me since this has been. Honey, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it's used. Yeah. Yeah. When you've been driving your new truck for a year, it's called used. Okay. And so you, you know, maybe, maybe 20, not, you know, let's, let's go a little 30. I'm, I'm good with 30. Yeah. Pay cash. You're going to pay cash and buy a $30,000 truck yeah. and sell your truck for 20. Dad gum, man. Your life's awesome. All we're out's a net 10. Would you, would you think I should sell my truck or just keep it as a backup? So no, sell part, it. It's a piece of crap. Dies. Okay. <laughs> You told me all, right. all the go- how it's bad special. it is. Well, you said it's like a collector. It's not like a fairly like a family heirloom what, what or something. It? What is it? Well, it's a Harley Davidson F three fifty. Okay, no, sell it, sell it. Okay, yeah. I was just worried of another car becoming a hassle down the road. And no, go get, get a good Ford. Hundred percent of cars are a hassle. Okay. All of them break. It's just a matter of, can we get something... But rel- this idea that a used car 100% of the time is going to be awful, it's not. There's great, reliable used cars. Yeah. Trucks, too. Yeah. Don't buy a worn-out used work truck. Buy a good one for 30 k that's been gently used, and a little old lady drove it to church on Sunday. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, You can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you are here. Tom is in Greensboro, North Carolina. Welcome to the Ramsey Show, Tom. Hey, how y'all doing? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? 
All right, so I'm going to get right to the point. Um, I'm in financial peace. I got every dollar. Um, but my dilemma is that I share custody of my son. My schedule allows me to have him on the days that I'm off. But if I'm going to pursue getting out of debt as quickly as I need to, it would result in me having to give up some of those days. And that is the part that I'm struggling with. How old is he? He's one. How long have you all been divorced? Uh, over a year. I'm so confused. So He's one and you've been divorced over a year? Yeah, so we it, we it happened all kind of at the same time. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So about the same timeline. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, so we'll make him the same age as the divorce. Okay. That that helps me a yes, little. Sir. All right. And so, yes, um, sir. all right. Now, uh, uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, I drive a truck. Over the road? Uh, no, I'm local. So you're working forty hours? Uh, I well, with overtime, um, I'm looking at about. 90 every two weeks 45 hours yes sir okay and um how much debt do you have um so total debt is let's call it 27k it's 26729 and and what do you make now um so my take home is 60k okay so your typical day when you're driving truck not when you're with your son you go to yes. work at what time? Uh, about 10 a.m. Okay, and you drive then until about 8 p.m.? 8, 8 p.m., yes, sir. Yeah, okay. All right, that gets you your 45 hours. All right. Yes, sir. Okay. Hmm. What about on the days you don't have your son? You're at 50-50, you said? Yes, so, yes, sir, yeah. What days of the so week I is have, that? I'm sorry, say that again? What day of the week is that? So we work on a two-two-three schedule. Okay. Um, so it rotates every 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 week. So basically, in the two-week period, I get him seven days out of the out of that two-week period. Okay. Um, and I'm just struggling with: Do I want to give up one of my days and have a babysitter or have a family member watch him while I go and work? If I and was you, think, yes, sir. I would be pretty intentional about getting up at five a.m. on the days I don't have to be until ten. And drive yeah. Uber and Lyft in the morning. So I am doing a side hustle as well. Okay. Um, that kind of tacks into the what is the that? 60K. Uh, so it's Amazon Flex. Okay. All right. So you're so doing very and you're doing that in the mornings before you go to work. Yes, sir. Okay. So in a strange way, and Dave, you've done this longer than me on this particular question. If this was inside your home, I would. T- if you're, if you and your wife and your boy lived inside. In the same house, yeah. I would tell you, hit the gas, work seven days a week, and get this twenty-seven bucks, twenty-seven thousand off your chest. Yes, sir. The fact that this is broken up in this way, with how rapid a one-year-old develops, six months of no dad is it, not. That's not okay. It's glaring. It's too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I'd rather slow the roll on paying off the debt and make sure I've got that time with my son because that time is precious. What right is now. the twenty-seven thousand in debt? What kind of debt? He was going to ask. Um, so twenty k of that is car. God Almighty! Sell your car. It's your yeah. kid. I know. No, you don't. You didn't. Yeah, you, you don't know because you didn't. You had to ask. Why'd you have to ask? 
and you didn't even want to tell us because you knew we were going to say what you already knew you should do. It's your kid. Yeah. Don't trade your car for a kid. Yes, sir. So your stupid car this <laughs> week. What kind of car is it, Tom? It's a Honda Civic. Oh, my God. Don't trade a Civic for a kid for sure. Tom. Not even a really cool car. I mean, come on. Yeah, if it was like a Mercedes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it, I mean, not if it was a you know a vintage Camaro. I mean, give me a. Oh my gosh, no! I mean, no, Tom, I'm, ki- I'm you, kidding around, Tom. But you hey, thought really, through this, really, why? Really, you got this figured out. You so, thought through it. Get you a one thousand dollar car, and take yes, care of your one year old, and get your butt out of debt, working your working, and live on beans and rice, rice and beans, and do not miss a single day that you have available for this child. He is the most important thing in this conversation. I will affirm you as being a good dad. You have a good heart. You were aimed at the right thing. You knew you needed to do that, but you were trying to make the math work and keep the car. And so we get to tell you the classic Ramsey show line, sell the car. Yes, sir. Are you going to do it? Yes, sir. Good. How old are you, Tom? I'm 32. And you're a good man. This kid, hey, this kid, this kid's lucky to have you as a dad. And here's what Dave and I are also giving you. In about 10 years, he'll, he'll be 11. He'll make you real mad. And in a fit of rage, you can turn and stare him in directly in the eyes and say, I, I sold gave, a car for you. I gave up a Civic for you. <laughs> and then he'll be like, yeah. seriously? And you'll be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That didn't go, that didn't not, go not, as hard as I thought it was going to. Not much of a flag shot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to go way harder than it did, man. I gave up a civic. <laughs> I just don't think that can leave your mouth. Wow, <laughs> Dad. I'll let the school counselor know next time we meet. <laughs> Sell the civic, brother. <laughs> oh, Tom, you're a good guy. I Love appreciate Tom. your question. Love Tom. You're awesome, brother. Yeah, here's the thing, folks. Um, very seldom are we as boxed in and trapped as sometimes we feel like we are because uh, sometimes there's a simple thing you can throw a stick of dynamite right in the middle of it, blow it up, and you go, oh, well, look at there. And, yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, that's so great. But I do think it's important if if there's a you're in the household together and you're not making eye contact every day, but there is passing, there is they see you every day, then I'm going to tell you to go run and get this thing done because the long-term stress in your household is not going to be worth it. That stress exists. But in that case, I would sell the car too. A hundred percent, yeah. If I'm worried about I would being drive there John for my Deere one-year-old. Or I need to go. If Good I'm grief. worried about being there for my one-year-old, a hundred percent I'm not trading a car for that. There's not a circumstance. No, not at all. No, not at all. Not happening. <laughs> uh, John's in Portland, Maine. Hey, John, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? All right. So I've been listening for a while um, and love you guys' show. My wife and I have been doing really good at paying down everything. Um, we owe right now about $171,000, um, and 115000 of that is on a mortgage in the house we live in. And 56000 is my student loans, which I've actually paid down from $180,000. Good job, point. John. Way <laughs> yeah, to go, man. That's awesome. So we're at the point now where we don't owe anything else. We own our cars. We own everything else. We just we have about 300000 um not in equity in the house we live in, but that's what it's worth now with $115,000 balance. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually paid off um, a rental property that we owned two years ago when I opened my own business and tripled my income. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're at the point where we've been living our, letting our grandmother live there as kind of like a mitzvah, like as a, 
as a good deed, and mm-hmm. she's ready to move out because she has dementia, unfortunately. Mm. And the market is fantastic, obviously, especially in Maine. Um, price values have gone up and are staying here. Um, and we don't know if we should invest a little bit of money into the property and continue to rent it or to just take advantage now. How much um, is a little bit of money? Uh, what's the property worth What now? would you invest into it? Why does it need investment? Um, because it just hasn't... Our grandmother moved in. What do you right need to spend quickly? Probably $60,000. No. Not where you have $60,000 in student loan debt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, it would take years to get back yeah. what we could if just you make one If you profit. can't fix it up for a few thousand dollars and get it going, you probably need to sell it. But uh, otherwise, I'd try to keep it because I love the idea of keeping a paid-for rental property and knocking out 56 when you've had all this other success. But, and if, if the house no, rates are going gonna, up, yeah, people are going to rent it. We're not going to turn this thing off that's been working and go over and fix a rental house for 60k now if you want to spend five or ten on it you can probably pull that off and still get your student loan paid off by christmas let's go do that keep the rental but no not 60 this is the ramsey show Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Janet is in Boise, Idaho. Hi, Janet. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Ken and Dave. It's a pleasure. Ours, too. How can we help? Yeah, so I'm calling today just to see how we, as we, uh, me and my husband, can get ahead of our bills. It seems like every single month, we pay our bills three weeks after the due date, and then a week later, they're due again. So we've tried, <laughs> you know, budgeting and just trying to get ahead, and we just can't seem to get that curve. Um, so we're just calling to see what tips and tricks you could provide for us. Okay. What's your household income? It's about 75000 gross. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how much debt do you have not counting your house? 39000 On what? On uh, student loans is 24000 5000 in credit cards, and a 9000 or 10000 on um, the RV, the travel trailer. <clears throat> on a trailer. Okay. And you make seventy five k a year. That's right, between the both of us. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So where do you think your money is going? Well, I know that it was going to a lot of eating out. Um, I actually just got my husband on board about two months ago to do like the baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing it probably by myself for like a whole year mm-hmm. um, ever since. And it seems like actually we've been on this momentum of just being behind for like the last year. Mm-hmm. And we're just sick of it. I'm tired of handling it. So I have him stepping in on the finances as well as just really, you know, being careful where our money is going. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I've tried for the last two months, we've just been, you know, paying every single week. Um, Cause we get paid every week. So that's kind of, okay, so if I sat down with you and your husband sure. with, with a yellow pad at the kitchen table and I said, okay, this is what you have coming in this week. Let's, let's map mm-hmm. out where every one of those dollars is going. This is what you have coming in the next week. Let's map out where every one of those dollars is going. Let's map out. You, you should have enough with the numbers you gave me. We should, yeah, we should. And that's, but, that's you're, where we're, but you're not doing that. Right. There it is, okay? So you need you need to sit down, and you can jump on every dollar, but the number one, the first thing is the two of you have to do this together, not turn it over to him, because 
he because he can do it and you can't do it. That's not true. Okay, mm-hmm. both of you together need to do this because what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to decide not to do a bunch of stuff you're doing now that does that doesn't matter as much as getting in control matters. Right. I want to get in control more than I want to go out to eat. I want to get in. I want to get out of debt and have a life more than I want to go on vacation. Uh, I, I want to get in control more than I like this travel trailer. I want to get in control more than, and I'm sick and tired of living stress to stress to stress to stress to stress with no hope, feeling like a rat in a freaking wheel. And when right. the both of you, there. when both of you are saying that, and then you put numbers to that, and you say, okay, this week. On Friday, we get a check for X. The following Thursday, we get a check for Y. The following Saturday, we get a check for Z. And you write that down and you plan out every one of those dollars and where every one of them are going because the water bill is due on the second week, the house payment's due on the first week, the uh, student loan payment's due in the third week, and we're going to figure out what's coming out. We're going to take this much for food, this much for food, this much for food in the four different weeks. And we're going to allocate every one of those bills to a certain week and some of them across weeks so that we have enough money to take care of them. And every dollar has an assignment on paper, on purpose, before the month begins. We agree on it and spit, shake, and pinky swear. And then we don't do anything else with money except what we freaking wrote down. Right. And it seems like we've been doing that for the last two months, but we can't catch that curve. We can't get out of so, the So you write so it all down and you don't have enough. No, we do have enough, but it seems like it's gone every single week. Now, if you wrote it down to have enough, and then you did something else other than what you wrote down. Well, I guess where we're struggling is just like every time we do try to, we pay, we get our bill every single, you know, whatever, a month, we pay it once a week. And, but we have so many little ones, it seems like we just don't know where. They're not all written down. Um, yeah, we need to prioritize them better. Or- Every one of them on paper, on purpose, in a certain week. This is a week one bill. This is a week four bill. This is a week two bill. Different bills have different weeks, and they all go within the income of that week. And then when the check comes in, the check is already spent. So you can't do anything except what you wrote down. Yep. You are not right. managing to the budget. You're writing it out as a hypothetical and then going doing what you used to do. Right. And you're not focusing so on it. Get ahead? But listen, <laughs> Jen, I'll tell you how. You've got it. That'll get you ahead. Just what act. I told you. Yeah. If you, you won't write down not getting ahead. You'll yeah, get ahead as soon as you do that. Like You've got example, room in this budget. Yeah, you do, yeah. You're disorganized and chaotic. Yeah. And when you give every single, if I paid you $100,000 a year to pay these bills exactly on time and you had no emotional tie to them whatsoever, and you would look at this family, this distant family over in Boise, Idaho, and tell them to quit going to freaking restaurants. I don't care how tired you are. No whining allowed. You're going to pay the freaking bill on time. If I told you to do that, you could do it for someone else. Right. It's because it's not right. It's sixth grade math. You can do this. So you have got to get very detailed, very intentional, and then live the detail. Don't write it all down and then go do what you used to do. And so, well, I just, I, I, I didn't feel like cooking tonight. I don't give a crap. Go home and get some leftovers out of the dadgum refrigerator. That's how you do it. 
You can't, I mean, we all have that. You just got to talk to your whiny self and say, no, whiny self. I've done that myself. I, I mean, Sharon, I've done it to each other. We know what it feels like, it, but you have to go. I want control more than I feel tired tonight, you know? And that's the biggest thing. That's the phrase that comes out of everybody's mouth, by the way, before they go out to eat or before they hit the fast food and get dog food at Taco Bell, you know, or whatever. And so it's just, it's horrible. It's horrible value. It's horrible nutrition and it's out of control spending. And so it's just, yeah. So you got to write it down and get on every dollar, download the app. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you the upgrade. I'll give you the premium every dollar where it ties to your bank. And we'll get you started on that, Janet, because what you all desperately need is a detailed budget. And here's how you do a budget, folks. You give every single penny a name. Every bill has a week allocated. In every dollar, it's called paycheck planning. And you plan out each paycheck for the month. And you and your spouse both look at it. Every dollar is assigned to saving, to giving, or to a bill, period. Every single dollar. There is no missile. There is no, uh, well, 50% of my budget is non-allocated. Bull crap. Allocate yeah. every dime in every dollar. On the paycheck planning, every dollar has a name before the month begins. August is coming. Where's your August money going to be? It's going to freaking disappear. If you don't tell it what to do, it will leave and go to people's houses who tell it what to do. And then you'll say stuff like the poor get poorer and the rich get richer. Yes, they do. Because the rich tell their money what to do. Yeah. That's how this works. And, and so you got to get on top of this stuff and lean into it. Every dollar has an assignment. You stick to it. You agree on it with your spouse and you do not spend a dime unless it's on that page on that every dollar app. If it's not on there and it comes up and it's a surprise and you forgot it, you got to take something else off because if you put something on there and you're already spent it all, now you're in overdraft and now it doesn't work and I can't seem to get caught up. Well, you're not getting caught up because you're not living your plan. Do the plan, live the plan. Write the plan, live the plan. Do the plan, live the plan. Live the plan. And it's your plan, by the way. You decide where it's going to go. But I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm not going out to eat. I'm not going on vacation. I'm selling a stupid travel trailer. Everything else is for sale. So much the kids think they're next. We're going to take extra jobs, and we're getting control because I'm tired of being stressed out. That's what I'm doing if I'm in your shoes, and I did it, by the way. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Ken. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.